On today's show, we are joined by Alex Wong, Director of Alex KY Wong Asset Management. Good morning, Alex. Hi, good morning. And by Frank Benzimra, Head of Asia Equity Strategy at Society General. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. So, I mean, there was a lot of news on China yesterday, and so I guess that's the obvious place to start. And obviously, I think the developers will be the main place, given what's happened with Sino Ocean and Country Garden. It just seems that every day when we pick up the news, there seems to be another issue in the property sector and with China. At what point does this stop? Or do we just have to start allowing defaults to happen in order to finally clear up, clean things up? I'll start with you, Alex. Well, I think uh, this won't stop and unless uh, we see some really guarantees uh, from, from government. I think uh, right now the the thing is that they put, probably would allow those companies to default or stretch the payment uh, or do some haircuts, I think. But uh, that would hurt the overall confidence. And I think uh, it would also hurt the uh, property sales as well because if um, people know that they are in trouble, they probably worry about the delivery by those developers. So that would create a vicious cycle. So I think uh, this thing uh, actually would won't, won't end well. I think uh, probably what we will see is a stretching payment and also some haircuts. Frank, uh, yes, I, th- I think uh, uh, what we've uh, what we've seen over the last uh, uh, six seven years has been a, a debt problem, a leverage problem, and how to deleverage uh, some of the high debt sector, including. Uh, the uh, housing uh, the, and, the, and the property developer, and uh, and now we are seeing that uh, that the Chinese authority are facing some difficult choice, and uh, you have a risk of uh, deflation, and uh, we are uh, already seeing uh, the, the, the country uh, being uh, being in, in deflation, uh, or uh, depending on how the deleveraging is going to uh, to be uh, to, to be to be done uh, some uh, some risk on the financial stability and um, of uh, uh, of some uh, some more uh, systemic risk and um, and so uh, I, I think from uh, from uh, from an investment point of view uh, the uh, this uh, de- debt and deflation risk uh, is uh, means uh, some valuation for the equity market which is uh, which is falling and which is uh, which is declining and uh, uh, so it makes uh, the bond market on the other hand uh, relatively more attractive you talk about the deleveraging but part of their number of uh, points that they had in their policy points or hopes in the last three weeks um, was actually trying to increase credit again. Um, that's one of the ways that they feel that they can start lifting the economy, especially in the real estate market and a couple of other sectors. That's not necessarily the way to get out of this, though, is it? Frank? Uh, yeah, so uh, we, we've seen and, uh, uh, early this uh, or last week actually the, uh, the credit growth uh, has been very weak. The total social, social financing has been uh, much lower than uh, than what we could expect, uh, and uh, there is a very uh, little appetite actually for uh, for for loans, and uh, for there is uh, there is very little uh, little demand. Uh, so uh, so the the, the, the government and the authorities they can try to uh, to to stimulate but uh, but here there is a very uh, very little demand and uh, 
what we what we now uh, expect is uh, to see a more forceful policy response and uh, uh, we see that uh, one uh, possibility would be uh, that uh, uh, consumption could be stimulated but uh, it has never happened it has not been uh, the way that the thing has been done in the past so uh, so now we are in a in a really uh, uncertain uh, uncertain position and uncertain situation so Alex, yesterday we saw Zhong Rong also, or Zhong Rong also missing mm-hmm. some payments. That's adding now the shadow banking sector into this whole crisis. Um, do we need to be even more worried than we have been? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think because uh, many actually some some listed companies already uh, disclosed their investment in those products, and they are missing payments. But I think that people probably worry about the whole investment. So uh, I think we should be a little bit worried because actually many um, listed companies also get involved in that kind of profit because they used to deploy the cash in those uh, high-yielding uh, products. So right now, I think uh, people, probably people would um, look through those companies uh, and look at their financial and the balance sheets uh, to see whether uh, they could um, stand the uh, loss of those kind of investment products. Going maybe to an extreme, but do you think there's almost um, similarities to what we saw in 2007 in the US, where it was, you know, credit driven, which then led to the global financial crisis? Uh, we're now seeing quite a lot of credit driven events happening in the in China. Can that have the same type of contagion? Does it contain, or does it stay contained within China? Because um, it's one at the moment we're seeing one credit. A situation with the property market, we're now seeing yep. shadow banks. Does this now filter? And you're saying that there will be listed companies that will be affected. Does this? How does this play out? Uh, I think uh, uh, it probably would be uh, limited to those uh, old economy companies. I think because of those uh, big caps uh, tax, I think people are are quite confident on their cash flows um, yeah, uh, and then probably they, they are okay uh, even uh, with the overall the leveraging process in China and also those defaults uh, because they are always in the new economy side not in the old economy side but I think uh, the old economy part actually is quite messy because of the public bubble blast and also the manufacturing sector actually is in, in, in also difficult uh, situation right now so um Probably, I think uh, the 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 impact on the stock market is still is still quite negative. But I think uh, uh, we would be supported by those um, SOEs or or those uh, mega techs. So the downside will not be as uh, as as horrible as we have seen in two thousand seven. So Frank, I mean, Alex talked about say manufacturing sector and the weakness in China. We're we're seeing kind of the reverse in Japan as well. So is that um, somewhere where people should start looking at for, for Asia? Is that going to be the driver of growth? Is there other markets in Asia that people should start looking at? I mean, at the moment, it does seem China's quite worry, worrying. Um, so where do people go? Well, I, th- I think in, uh, in, in Asia and actually in other parts of the world, what we've seen has been this, uh, this contrast between uh, deflation and inflation. And uh, uh, we are seeing deflationary pressure in China and some inflationary pressure uh, in, uh, in Japan. And, uh, and in Japan, they are uh, really uh, welcome because, uh, because Japan has faced deflation for quite an extended period of time. And uh, 
looking at, uh, at the data that we had this morning and uh, the, the GDP surprising on the upside driven by the export, uh, we start to see that uh, Japan uh, has uh, or is uh, successfully reflating its economy through uh, this policy of weakening the yen. And uh, we are not there yet because uh, uh, we still see that uh, uh, domestic demand could be stronger, that uh, real uh, wages uh, could be in positive territory, which is not yet the case. But uh, uh, the thesis that I have in Japan uh, that uh, the market is underowned and undervalued, uh, even at this level, uh, is still holding because of what we see uh, in terms of uh, uh, consumer price. Uh, and activity. Alex, any thoughts on Japan or any other parts of Asia that people should be looking at? I think Japan is quite okay. Uh, first of all, it, uh, it is, has, has a quite good uh, tourist uh, industry and also um, the anime culture actually is spreading through Netflix to the world. So I think uh, that probably would uh, drive the whole uh, economy. Uh, right now, I think uh, uh, people probably uh, are still on their own uh, uh, in in, uh, in Japan. So um, we are, have seen quite a few companies uh, short up after the latest results. And actually, the guidance uh, had been quite prudent. I think Japanese actually guide uh, very very um, low uh, in the earnings forecast. So probably we would have uh, some more upside surprises in the coming quarters. So I think uh, overall Japan is uh, okay to go. The only risk I think uh, is the yield curve control uh, um, concern uh, because if Japan is uh, in continuous um, the inflation and which is uh, much higher than two percent, I think people will be worried about the yen, and that I think would from time to time create some short short term volatility. So that is the the thing we should uh, be aware when you invest in Japan. But I think overall the trend is bullish. But if the um, inflation remains above 2%, do they change that yield curve control and then actually allow interest rates to rise? Yeah, I think uh, uh, that is the key risk in investing in Japan. So, um, so I've, but, but I think the overall earnings momentum is strong. Uh, industrial production actually would still be okay. And, and Japan is, the, is, a, is, a, is a fuel pace which have a positive PPI right now. Uh, because the manufacturing uh, sector in the whole world actually is, uh, is a bit um, bad right now, but uh, except Japan. So I think uh, uh, the, the interest rate concern would be there, but, I, but uh, there are still a lot of uh, cheap stops to, to own in Japan. So, Frank, talking about interest rates, we are starting to see the yield curves uh, starting to tighten finally. Um, is this now a sign that we're starting to get the, to the top of the rate cycles or should people expect set further hikes going forward? Uh, we do see the, the yield curve uh, steepening and actually uh, it's been quite uh, quite uh, quite sharp uh, in uh, in the last uh, in the last three three four weeks but uh, uh, it is a it is a burst steepening actually so what you see is a 10 year yield uh, the long the long end uh, which is uh, which is rising. And, uh, and this is actually what is, uh, what is causing some stress uh, 
uh, on some part of the of the equity market in Asia, and especially the one with the so-called long duration uh, in, in in the tech sector, and not, not, notably. And I, I don't think this is going to be sustainable uh, because uh, at some stage uh, we will see. Uh, either uh, so, uh, market pricing some hike uh, and then there will be some flattening uh, or we will have some bad economic news and then uh, we will see uh, some uh, some bull steepening and uh, and we are more uh, on the second camp and so we are expecting to see at some stage some slowdown in the economy and the curve to steepen and uh, some growth sector uh, to uh, start to perform again. So Alex, do you see the same thing? Do you see the markets, or there'll be more of an economic shock to doubt on the downside rather than uh, the Goldilocks scenario that's being predicted out there? Oh, I think uh, right now the bond market actually may be a little bit affected by the downgrade by Fitch. So uh, we are seeing some weakness in the long long end, I think. Uh, this is a bit um, difficult to forecast right now because right now we have two camps, uh, the Buffett camp and also the uh, Bill Edmund camp right now. So uh, people are... Are, are, are concerning about um, the overall direction in the long-term rates and the credibility of the U.S. government a, a little bit right now. But I think uh, eventually, um, I, I, I concur with uh, Frank that uh, probably we would see um, the long end to come down a little bit and then the growth stock actually would perform again. Okay, um, we've got about a minute left, so I just want to do a full circle and come back to China because we've got some key numbers coming out today. Um, what are the expectations? I'll start with you, Frank, and Alex, you can end it and in the last minute that we got. So what are we expecting of the, out of the numbers out of China today? Start with you, Frank. Well, what, we, what we're expecting is uh, uh, some uh, stabilization, even some, some modest improvement, but to remain uh, at a pretty weak, uh, at a pretty weak level. Uh, so uh, whether it is on the, on the industrial production or uh, uh, on, the, on, the, on the retail sales. So, uh, uh, so the, the overall uh, view that we, that we take is that uh, uh, the growth will be at the target at, at 5%, but uh, uh, it's probably going to be uh, quite, uh, quite modest. Alex, you've got the last 30 seconds. <laughs> no, same, I think uh, data probably will still be weak. Uh, right now, the sentiment uh, is quite bad, and I think uh, the public sector actually affects everything. All right. Um, well, that's all we've got time for this morning. So I'd like to thank both Alex and Frank for coming on. That was Alex Wong, Director of Alex K. Wong Asset Management, and Frank Ben Zimra, Head of Asia Equity Strategy at, Strategy at Society General. Thank you, guys. Thank you.